Hello everybody and welcome back to the Rob Talks podcast and this is episode 33. Now today's episode I'm going to be covering a topic which I feel is incredibly important especially for people kind of in my age range and for younger people at the moment and that is the topic of focusing upon how to find your perfect career. Now to note of course this is something that mainly younger people are considering at the moment, especially I'm sure so many people who are in my position who are going into final year of university, or even if you're in school and you're trying to work out what you actually want to do for the future, then this is a question which I've heard that comes up time and time again, because it can be really difficult to work out what you want to do. And so it's also in saying that this is probably more angled towards a younger audience, but this can be open for anybody because there can be so many moments throughout your career and throughout your journey of life of where you feel like something's not right or you want something to change. And sometimes that change needs to be your career choices. So I'm gonna be going through what I recommend in terms of trying to work out your perfect career and even from my own experiences, what I have learned in trying to find the perfect career even for myself. So the first thing I want to go into, which is probably one of the biggest things that people ever consider about with their career, especially when you're younger, is money. So of course, the kind of things that you see on social media and on Instagram or whatever it may be, you see that money is normally the goal. It's normally the thing that you want to chase after. But research has been done that has shown that on a graph that shows of how money equals happiness, it is shown actually in fact that as happiness goes up, you eventually reach a point of where you earn a certain amount of money and it plateaus. So it actually matters no more, it doesn't actually matter how much more money you earn, but that extra money is not going to contribute to your happiness. So essentially, as you're earning 10K, 20K, 30K, 40K, 50K, 60K, you're really happy generally, and the money will contribute to your happiness. But then once you passed around about this area of 60,000 pounds a year, or in America, 70,000 US dollars or there or thereabouts, you then eventually get onto this point of where the graph plateaus and even in some cases goes down. And this is just because money only gets you so far. Money can get you to the life that you want, but when you eventually reach a point of where you have so much money that you have really more money than you need, it doesn't contribute to your happiness anymore and how you spend that money a lot of the time doesn't contribute to your happiness anymore because you have what you need as a human to survive, to be okay. You have money to be able to give you shelter, to be able to give you food and water, and you have a money to be able to look after your family and to look after those around you. And so that's where it gets to a point of that we have to understand that money shouldn't be the ultimate goal. If you want it to be, Fair enough, but it's not what I would recommend because you'll most likely live out a career where you're forever chasing the big bucks and it won't be fulfilling, it won't be what you want, and it won't make you happy. And so the second thing that really we want to be focusing upon when thinking about our careers is what are you actually good at? What's your skill set? 
and I'm sure so many people listening, you will have a wide range of skills, but it's working out what are you best at? What's something that you feel like you can master? And in some cases, it's okay actually if you're at the start of that journey because a lot of the time, people don't realize it, but you always like to box yourself in and people love to put labels to ourselves. So for example, because I'm doing a design career, the only thing I can do is design. I can't do anything else. I couldn't possibly do public speaking. I couldn't possibly be entrepreneurial. I couldn't possibly be sporty. I couldn't be athletic. When the truth is, you can actually, as I've hinted at those answers, do so much more. You can be so much more than what you are normally boxed in for. And so if you are at the start of that journey, but it's something that you love to do and you're really passionate about it, then pursue it, go after it and see where it takes you. But it's really important that we work out what are you good at because your skill set will massively define how far you get in your career and the success that you get throughout your career. Because the truth is at the end of the day, if you were to break down your skill set, so for example with my own skill set, I am awful at maths, but the way that careers work is that it says if I went after a, an accounting career, then if I pursued that, I would theoretically make more money. And so instantly people think, oh, accounting must be for me. I can go after that, I'll be fine. But the truth is, if you're somebody like me who is awful at maths, I am never going to be a good accountant. I don't think I would ever be hired by somebody to do accounting because I just don't have the skill set for that. Whilst if it came to something of where maybe more of a role that befits to my skill set, so being able to do public speaking like this or being able to do inclusive design or design as in industrial design, then I'm so much more likely to be hired and to be able to progress faster because I already am skilled at that skill set. So trying to work out what you're good at is a really big part of the equation as well in terms of finding your perfect career. But I think the thing that is the biggest thing is working out what you love to do. Now, I separate this from what you are passionate about because so many life coaches and so many people will say, it's what you're passionate about. It's what gives you that passion and fulfillment and da da da. And I'm sure I've been somebody who has said that before because it's really easy to say when you're already there or when you feel like you're already there. But the truth is, you've got to start with baby steps if you're finding your perfect career. You've got to start with, what are things that I enjoy to do? And I've actually ran workshops on this and it can be something as simple as this. For myself, I absolutely love cricket. I am, I, I just love cricket. Like I watch every single match that has England in it, that has Derbyshire in the team that I support. I just love cricket. But the truth is I know that from the position that I am in, to become a professional cricketer now would be very, very difficult. I would love it if it would happen. But to be honest, I don't have the genes. I don't really put in the time that an athlete would need to train and to go to the gym and everything to be able to reach that status. And so a lot of the time people then just go, well, I can't do that then. And they bin off the idea of going after that thing that they love entirely. Whilst what I truly believe in is the fact that you can find other avenues and you can find other paths that lead you towards what you love. So me loving cricket 
and also having a pretty good skill set in terms of public speaking and presenting. Maybe I could become a cricket commentator. Maybe that's something that I would love to do, to become a journalist, to do punditry, to go down that route. Or even, I love the idea of teaching people. I love education. So couldn't I become a cricket coach? Couldn't I set up my own business of my own coaching organization? There's so many opportunities that are actually there for you to take that a lot of the time people don't consider because you're too finely focused on the idea of that if I can't become, for example, a professional footballer, then I can't do anything with football. When the truth is, you can do something that includes what you love and you can feel fulfilled about it, you can become happy because you are doing it, and you can have a career that is just really enjoyable. So I always say that that is something to consider is working out what are those things that you love to do? Is it hobbies? Is it a particular area of research? Is it something that you're just intellectually curious about? Whatever it is, even if it's something that kind of aligns with your values and beliefs, that's something that you can go after and see what you can find. And the last thing that I feel comes into this equation, and this is very dependent on career, but there's usually an alignment in the fact of that people who are happiest in their careers are happy because they know they are having impact on something that they care about. And a lot of the time that involves others. It involves other people. So for example, with myself, I am really passionate about inclusive design. And the reason of why that is, is because of how I can help others, how I can change other people's lives through doing inclusive design. And so a lot of the time when we find stuff that is purposeful like this and find careers that really allow us to have impact on the world and to solve problems and to go after some of the biggest crises and things that we're facing in the world, that is what can actually make us happy, what can make us feel engaged when we're at work, what makes us feel fulfilled and feel like we're doing something that is actually worthwhile. And a great website, and they're not sponsoring this, but I've looked onto it and it seems just perfect in terms of careers advice, is a website that is called 80,000 Hours. And that website is brilliant. You can sign up to the email list and work out how you want, what career you want to go into, but also how can you go into a career that is impactful? And a lot of the time, how do you define what careers are impactful? It goes down to what you're wanting to do and also tying it with a big problem that is in the world. So for myself, there is a big problem in terms of inequality in the world and that there is a need to be able to reduce inequality. And this is seen even within product design of how the products that are currently out there in the world are not including everybody and are cutting off people, meaning that they can't live life the way that they want to live it. And they can't live life in an empowered way, in a way that they can be confident and be happy. And so that's something that I want to change. That's where my passion comes from, in being able to change people's lives around that. And so when you find the problem that exists in the world and there's an opportunity there and you find what you're passionate about, those two things can marry together really nicely in terms of working out how you want to have an impact with your career. So I will leave a link down below for 80,000 hours 
if you're on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, unfortunately, you will have to search it up. But 80,000 Hours is a fantastic website and I cannot recommend them enough. But that is the kind of equation that I see work, that works for me and that has worked for others in terms of who I've helped with coaching and with mentorship or with workshops that we've done. It is thinking about money. How does that work in terms of what career you're going after? Is it one of the big things that you're focused upon or is it something that you realize you can not prioritize as much and leave to the side as long as you're comfortable? Is it that you need to consider as well what you love? What are things that you really enjoy doing? And can you find different avenues and paths of career types that allow you to be able to do what you love to do? And it's working out what you are good at. What is something that people are gonna hire for you? What is something that you can monetize? Something that you know that you can provide a great service and that you can really help others with. And on that note, it's also thinking about impact. How can you have impact? And if you want to have impact, how do you want to do that? And who do you want to do it for? Is it for solving climate change? Is it for helping us prepare for future pandemics? Is it dealing with AI? Is it making the world a fairer place? Whatever it is, you can start to work out with these areas what kind of career you want to have. But something I wanted to touch upon as well is my own experience because I believe that a lot of the time these answers that I have come up with are aligned to what is already out there and what is researched and what has been found to work and even aligns with something that a lot of life coaches and people like that recommend which is along the lines of something called ikigai so that's something else that you can search up which is a japanese art i believe of finding out what you love and what your kind of why is so that's something else you can look up but in terms of my experience I feel as though I've had things that I can add on top of that which really can help you to finding what career is fulfilling for you and something that you enjoy. So number one for me is experimentation. Too many times we see it even in particular people of my age group of where you're in your 20s that you need to have everything sorted in your 20s, that you need to make sure that you know exactly what you want to do, why you want to do it and you need to have your life tied up by the time you're 30 otherwise it's too late. When the truth is, that's just what society is putting upon you. You don't need to have everything sorted by the end of your 20s or your 30s or your 40s or your 50s or whatever. It's really hard to even say what is the definition of that you're sorted in life and that you've got everything narrowed down. Because the truth is, your career is not a linear path. It's very rare these days in particular that a person's career is linear and it goes along this same trajectory. A lot of the time people's careers change from different educations, from different experiences that you've had. Things change over time and so it's perfectly fine to allow for that. And that's why my number one thing from my own experience is gain experience yourself. Fail and fail and fail again and again and again and then you'll work out exactly what you don't want to do and you'll start to be able to work out what you do want to do. And this is entirely true. When I was at school, I remember going on a website called the National Careers Service, I believe it was, that is set up by the government and you could look at different careers that you can possibly do. I saw the role of product designer and I thought, no, 
I am never doing that. That looks like the most boring job in the world. I want to do something that's hands-on. I want to do something of where I'm making things, of where I thought at the time was something like engineering. And until I experimented, I had work experience at a design consultancy. I went to university open days when I was like 16 and I didn't need to be there just to ask questions, just to really be curious about okay what is product design before I entirely bin it off because I found that engineering didn't work for me mainly because of physics and maths that are involved and so all of a sudden my eyes were open to this career path that I originally said no I'm never doing that to now today I absolutely love it so allow yourself to experiment allow yourself to fail and trust me, you will find the place that you want to go and the career you want to pursue. My second thing is talking about something that's a bit deeper and it is a bit trickier and I have spoken about it before in previous pod podcast episodes, but it's trying to understand what your why is or even as a different way of looking at it is work out what is an infinite goal that you align to. So an infinite goal is something that doesn't have metrics to it. It's something that is more to do with your legacy and that goes on continuously. So a metric goal would normally be that by the end of my lifetime, for example, I want to write five books that have reached 100 million people. Now that is full of metrics, it's full of that particular thing that you aim for, but the problem is that once I've reached that goal, there's nothing more to do of it. Whilst if you have something that is an infinite goal, you are forever aiming towards it. So for example, an infinite goal can be that I am always going to prioritize my health so that I can always serve others and I can be there for others and I can be there for myself to experience life to the full. That is what an infinite goal would be within health. For myself, what an infinite goal is for me within my career is that I want to be able to create a fair and equal world through pursuing and educating people on inclusive design. That doesn't have any metrics. It doesn't say how many people I need to impact for me to feel as though I've fulfilled that goal. It is purely an aim that I go after. And it's something that you learn more in the long term, but it also relates to your why. And your why is built up of the golden circle of that you have why, how, and what. So you work out what you want to do, how you want to do it, and why do you want to do it. And once you find out that center core of why you want to do something, that is what holds your motivation, that is what holds you to being able to enjoy that career and to truly find fulfillment. And I'm sure in the future, I will do a full video on breaking down of how to find your why, because personally, I believe it goes more than just your career. Finding your why and creating infinite goals goes further than just your career. It can go to multiple aspects of your life. So if you want to see that video, let me know in the comments below. And the last thing is, is trying to just work out what gives you that buzz. I don't know how else to describe it other than it's that buzz, it's that adrenaline, or even over the more long term in terms of how you're thinking about it, it's what makes you happy. I knew instantly 
from when I ran a social enterprise called PrepMates where we created a chopping board for people with upper limb differences. That when I sent out a chopping board and they sent back videos because it was in COVID and we couldn't meet in person, and they sent back videos and they sent back testimonials and I could see how people's eyes were lighting up, how they were going, wow, this is actually really easy to use and they were able to finally prepare food in an easy way, in a way that gave them confidence. Instantly, that just clicks something in my head that gives me this buzz, it gives me that adrenaline because I wanna be able to help more and more people to be able to live fulfilled lives and empowered lives and confident lives that they want to lead. And as soon as I felt that buzz, whenever people asked me, why do you do that kind of design, Rob? Why do you do inclusive design? It's because it gives me that buzz. Even doing this as Rob talks and I'm not getting paid a single nickel for it, it gives me that buzz. You can probably see it on my face. It gives me that joy. It gives me that happiness over the long term. It gives me fulfillment. Being able to see how the work that I do changes people's lives for the better is what makes me wake up every morning. It's what makes me pursue the career that I'm pursuing and why I do all these multitude of things that I do, which is probably too many things. But it's why I do what I do. It's what my why centers to within my career. So if you can work out, even through gaining work experience, through shadowing people, through interviews, through even the way that I did it initially was through watching TV shows about product design and changing people's lives. That, if you can experiment within those ways, within those mediums and work out what gives you that buzz, what gives you that fire in your belly, that motivation, that why, that meaning to go to work every day, to do that career and to pursue that career into the future, trust me, you will live such a happy and fulfilled life and you will love the career that you do. And it's also okay if that changes. If you are a person sat here listening or wherever you may be listening to this or watching the video and you feel like you need a change because of what you're hearing in this episode, then that's okay as well. I'm sure that this video that I'm recording now as of 2022, my thoughts may have changed in terms of what I want to do within like the next five or 10 years. Our careers change. Life is something of where change is constant. And so it's okay if what you're passionate about changes or if what you makes you happy changes or if your priorities change. That's entirely understandable. But if you find what gives you that why, what gives you that buzz, I genuinely think that for me personally is the biggest thing that is one of the hardest things to explain because it's a feeling, it's emotional in a way, of what makes you be able to live a fulfilled life and to have a happy career that you enjoy. And so hopefully with these notes that I've spoken about, both from research and also from my own experience, hopefully that can help you to be able to find the career that you want to find. And definitely check out 80,000 hours and check out Ikigai as a technique on the internet. And trust me, you will be able to find your job. You'll be able to find that career that you want to pursue. It 
doesn't matter if it takes you all the way up until your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100s, if we ever get there. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. It just matters that you are happy and fulfilled. So take your time on it, experiment, be prepared to fail and to change, and you will find exactly what you want to do, and you will find your perfect career. You have been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please hit the like button, hit the follow button if you're listening on some on Spotify and hit the subscribe button if you're listening or watching on YouTube and I will see you next week for the next Rob Talks video. You have just been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening and please make sure to subscribe and give me a follow on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, or even LinkedIn. And I will speak with you soon. Stay safe and have a great week.